further. Uh-oh. I'm hoping a grudge against you. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? I'm hoping a grudge against you people. All right? I'm really bitter today. We're going to talk about that. Uh. Because it's very important to talk about bitterness. That's right. I think you need prayer after church, my friend. Yeah. You want to open us in prayer? Sure, Let's sure. Let's pray together, guys. We need a lot of prayer in this place. Man, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to come together in your home and preach you and, and preach your word and understanding and reach out to you and, and for your help, God. We understand that, you know, things are not always easy, but you're always by our side waiting to help us out. In your precious Jesus' name, amen. And I'm so grateful you're here. We are uh, a church that loves Jesus. We try to love Jesus. Um, no one's perfect in this place except Jesus. So we're on a journey together to know him better and to be used by him. He wants to do amazing things through us. And so if you're feeling, you came in here, you're full of junk in your hearts, that's a good place to be because we believe Jesus can change lives. Who believes Jesus can change lives? Amen. Amen. And he does change lives. I thank him so much for changing my life, however imperfect that may be. And um, hey, if you don't like the hat, deal with it. (laughs) I had a bad hair day. (laughs) It's raining outside. And um, so uh, don't hold any grudges with the hat, all right? Look into the heart. Let's see what's happening. So I'm really, I know we're, we're in a silly mood today, but uh, this is probably the most serious uh, message I think I've ever spoken. And a message that, to me, is the most important message I probably, that God used in my own heart first. Because I had to do a lot of repenting in my own heart before uh, I even got up here. Today we're going to be talking about the root cause, I believe, the root cause of all evil. Yes, I said that. You know, you hear it in the Bible, money is a a root of all evil, not the root of all evil. It's the it's the love of money. Right. We want money. So you could give, that's Dave Butler Ministries, bring it out. But yeah, the love of money is the root, but, but the root of all evil, I believe you could trace, and we're going to see in scripture today, right from the very beginning, I believe we could trace every kind of uh, evil that you could find to a root of bitterness. It's not, it's not, you know, what destroys churches? It's not doctrine. It's bitterness. What causes people to walk into a synagogue or a a church or a movie theater and shoot up a joint? It's not anything else but bitterness in the heart. They allow this root of bitterness to occur. What causes relationship problems? I was a family court mediator for 26 years. What causes divorce? What causes adultery if not bitterness? A root of bitterness. You could trace, why do people steal? Because what bitterness is, is bitterness is saying, I want what someone else has. I'm getting a raw deal. I can't trust God with my life, and I'm, I can't get over it. A bitter person cannot get over the past. And I'm, 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 I was one of them, and they, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. How many of us have a hard time letting go of a hurt? 
It's just half the room raised their hands. It's just a hard time. You know, I, I still remember what that sixth grade kid did to me in sixth grade, and I still walk around with it. And many of us are tortured by our past because we can't get over our past. Past hurts. We can't get over, uh, and it wells up in us, this bitterness we have. Our parents, some of us are, are bitter against our parents still. And they might have been dead for 50 years. I have in my family, and I believe it's generational, I have in my family, my, my granddaddy, he's, he's with the Lord now, Italian. His name is Gerardo Sansoni. And he came from Italy, and he, he, he came with nothing, and he started a shoe shop in Summit, New Jersey. And he had a, a son, also Gerardo, Gerardo Jr. And do you know, the son became bitter against my grandfather. Maybe it was justified, maybe it wasn't. But they lived in the same exact town, and for 40 years, you heard that right, for 40 years, he wouldn't talk to his father, even after his father became frail, even after his father was run over by a car, even after his father, they were at a wedding, and I was there at this wedding, and I tried to reconcile them, because I said, hey, you know, I'm a pretty good mediator. I can reconcile them. And Grandpop, I called him Grandpop. I said, Grandpop, come on over here. I'm going to take you over to Gerardo. And I took them together, and do you know, Gerardo Jr. just walked right by like he didn't know his dad. Mm. Bitterness does that. We're going to talk about bitterness because I believe bitterness is the greatest joy stealer in your life. I believe bitterness is the reason, like I said before, for most sins, all sins you could trace to bitterness. And we're going to see this in the scripture. It's amazing. God's word is so amazing. So we're going to get into the scripture. We're going to go through those verses again. I'm going to go to the first slide. And, and I want you guys to uh, not think of bitterness simply as an unforgiving spirit. Because bitterness has many types of fruit, we're going to see. Bitterness can pop up in many different subtle ways. And that's where I had to repent. Because, you know, I'm almost perfect, right guys? <laughs> Wrong. So the scripture says this, pursue peace. Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. So our God uh, expects us, because he is holy, he expects us to be holy. And it's all in line with what we're going to be talking about. And then he says in the next verse, looking carefully lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root, there it is, that root of bitterness, root of bitterness, springing up causes trouble, and by this many become defiled. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, who for one morsel of food, guys, if you know the story, he was starving, he was out hunting all day, got nothing, but uh, Jacob was cooking this, this lentil, I love lentils, by the way, uh, you can bring me some if you want. And he sold his birthright. He sold what was worth so valuable for that one meal. And when he wanted to inherit the blessing afterwards, it says here he was rejected for, and we're going to get back to Esau in a second, for he, there was no place for repentance, though he sought it through tears. And this idea, go back to that last slide, brother. So uh, the idea here, we're going to be talking about uh, what 
bitterness, what happens when someone is bitter? How does this occur? How does this process occur? Notice that it's a root of bitterness. So what that means is in my... Um, in my backyard, I have all these different plants growing, and I don't really like plants. I just like cut them all down. And, uh, and then I was walking around one day, and I saw um, this one plant, and I didn't realize it was poison ivy. <laughs> so I ended up getting poison ivy all over my arms, and I didn't even recognize that it was there. I didn't know it was there. Uh, I thought it was something else, and bitterness is kind of like that. Bitterness, the one of the first points I want to make about bitterness is that bitterness is a very deceiving. Yes, you go to that first point. Bitter roots deceive. They deceive on so many different levels. Just like that poison ivy, I didn't recognize it for what it was. I thought it was just a simple plant that's growing because I'm not a horticulturalist. But just like that one little thing, um, bitterness can spring up in ways we don't realize. In many, many different ways. Do you know, I was reading something, and the, the, the scripture is so amazingly um, colorful in how it describes things. When it talks about bitter roots, bitter roots, you know like an oak tree can grow 20 feet deep down into the ground. It's fascinating. And different things grow. Different types of fruit grow in different ways. What are some of the fruits of bitterness? That word bitterness in the scriptures, it comes all the way from the Old Testament. Mara, which means bitter. It means like something when you put it in your mouth, it's so distasteful that you just have to spit it out. When they, when they gave Jesus gall with wine, that was bitter and he wouldn't take it. It was bitter, and he didn't want to drink that. We, it comes out in so many different ways, in so many different ways in our lives, in our relationships. Some of us are holding grudges against our spouses today. We won't say it. You may not even know it's there, like the poison ivy I thought was not there. I didn't realize it was poison ivy. But it's well down so deep. The roots, we've allowed roots in our, in our heart to grow bitterness and to allow them, instead of addressing them, instead of rooting them out like you're supposed to, we've allowed them to get in our hearts, poison our, the minds of our soul, our souls, our hearts. Just like in the Old Testament, the water, when Moses was walking around, there was water and it was bitter. The people of Israel couldn't drink it because it was, yeah, it was so horrible. And we trick ourselves sometimes. Some of us, to our faces, we may be, oh, bless your heart. But when we're behind the doors, we have this scowl on our face, you know? Bitter people walk around with scowls. Bitter people, bitter people are not happy people. Bitter people are only, are really, one, one theologian said a bitter person is really committing, it's a way of committing emotional suicide. Because they walk around with this thing, they're, 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 they're a perpetual victim. They walk around like perpetual victims that somebody owes me something. They have a, a it's almost like, it's a pride thing, really. When you get down, we're going to go into this. It's a pride thing because what a bitter person is doing is saying, the position I'm in, God, I don't deserve. The position I'm in, I deserve better than that. 
why did that person get the, he's a jerk, why did that person get the raise and I didn't? If we don't address that, bitterness can come in. Why, why did my father die? Hmm. We won't admit it, but many of us will blame God for this. We'll say, you didn't cause it, God, but you could have, you could have stopped it. Why didn't you stop it? And then we become bitter. In our relationships, there's unmet expectations. In, in, uh, and they're unspoken almost. And, and we expect our spouses to act a certain way. We expect our family members to act a certain way. We expect society to act a certain way. And when they don't act that way, unless we deal with this, unless we fall short of the grace of God, and that's what he's talking in that last verse. We're going to get into that. We can easily allow these, these seeds, these spores to grow and then grow deep in our heart and we can become bitter and cynical people. A cynical person is bitter. Most comedians, you know, are bitter. If you, you just watch the humor, it's like, it's like, it's, it's like oozing with, you know, comedy, but also sarcasm. That's a bitter heart. Our culture, our media, Look at the society we live in today, and the society we live in today is a very bitter society. There's bitterness. Our media is encouraging a bitter fruit. They're encouraging us to hate each other. They're encouraging us to hold grudges. And I want to go to the root of all of that. And Paul says it right here in uh, 2 Corinthians. Bitter roots deceive in many ways. The first way they deceive is you may be bitter and not even know it. The second way they deceive is the person, that object of your bitterness may not even know it. To, to their face, you're, oh, bless your heart, bless your heart. They do that in the South. Bless your heart, bless your heart. Meanwhile, that rotten, no good jerk, why did he? The third way we see that bitterness deceives, and the most important way to our, to our message today, we want to go to the root of all this. And Paul says it right here in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, he says, now he's talking to the Corinthians, but we could apply it to us. He says, but I am afraid that just as Eve was deceived, there's a word deceived, by the serpent's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray by your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. So we're in the grace of God. I want you to go with me with this. We're in the grace of God. We're walking as Christians. We're, we're devoted to Christ. But there is a spirit of bitterness that is trying, that Satan is trying to put in our hearts to take us off course, to take us away from the grace of God. What is the grace of God? Lest you miss it. The grace of God is this. The gospel is we deserve nothing. The gospel is we are all rotten sinners in desperate need of a Savior, and that Jesus Christ came to earth to die for our sins and suffered on the We just celebrated Good Friday, Easter, to suffer on the cross for everything we ever did wrong. And this whole grace is that we can, ever, can never earn our way with God, but through his mercy and grace, he's granted us forgiveness and here it is, the grace of God is just that, but there's a, a, a second half of that. And the second half of that is, in order for us to really enter into totally into the grace of God, 
Jesus says this, those who love much uh, have been forgiven much. And if you want to be uh, loved much, if you want to sense God's love in your heart, then you also need to forgive much. If you can't forgive, an unforgiving person is a bitter person. Now, I'm not saying the offense of what happened it didn't happen. I'm not saying there wasn't abuse. That's a serious issue. Some of us have been terribly treated by our parents. I myself have been emotionally abused in my, in my home uh, in many different ways. We all have had a raw deal here and there. But what Paul is saying is we need to be on guard of how we react. We can't help what happens in this world but we can help how we react to those things. That's why it's so important to discuss the real root of where this really comes from, because it's so important. So we go back, he's talk, it brings us back to Genesis, guys. In Genesis, we see in Genesis chapter 3, we see Adam and Eve. They were living in perfect, you know, a perfect place. They were bare naked and having fun. They were they were unashamed. There was yes, there was there was there was physical intimacy, emotional intimacy, spiritual intimacy with God. They had it made. They had everything. But Satan came there, the father of bitterness. In fact, when you look at Satan, and a lot of people think, well, the first sin was pride. In Isaiah, Satan had it in his heart. I want to be like God. Well, actually, no. The first sin was not pride. The first sin in Satan's heart was bitterness. Because he allowed bitterness in his heart to grow deep. He had an agenda against God. He had a grudge against God. He was holding God like, well, God, why are you in that position? I should be in that position. I've been done wrong. I've been done wrong. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a victim here, God. I deserve your position. And now because you did that, I'm going to make the executive decision to take over. And he says, I will be like God. I will ascend to this area. I will do that. So the root of bitterness is a very serious sin. The root of bitterness will destroy you. The root of, of bitterness will send you to hell if it's not dealt with properly. That's what Paul's saying here. I fear that you might not, I fear that you may be deceived and led astray. You may fall short of the grace of God. It's so serious. Why is it so serious? Because Jesus died for it. Here we are in the garden, and, 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 and Satan, the very first thing he does is he goes to Eve and he tries to deceive her by putting it in her head that she's been done wrong. By putting it in her head that there is some kind of thing that God is withholding, and this is the key, God is withholding his best from you. When we enter into Affairs. We say, God, I don't like what you have given me in my marriage. I don't like what you've given me, so I am going to outside of that to get what I deserve. You, you follow me? It's what I deserve because, because after all, I am worth it. And 
a pent-up bitterness can occur, and then what happens is, and I see this over and over again, the person eventually, because there might be real unmet needs going on, but there's a cycle of bitterness back and forth between each other to the point where the whole marriage explodes, and really the root cause of it is bitterness, and that bitterness overflows into an affair. You guys, does that make sense to you guys? And you can follow that in any other way. In your job situation, you've been looked over for, for you know, a raise and so forth. And on the outside, here's a deception, on the outside, it looks great. When you hear, don't you read this all the time? I read this all the time. In the newspapers, when the guy comes in and blows up the place and shoots everybody, the first thing you always hear is, gee, he's such a nice guy. I would never expect that he would, you might, to me, you might think, yeah, I, I would expect him to do this. Me. But you're supposed to laugh at <laughs> But But you never knew because it was, he was allowing it to fester in his heart. But little by little, day by day, year by year, he allowed that root of bitterness to take hold until one day he went crazy and he goes out and does it. A bitter person uh, cannot be made, a bitter person makes poor decisions. A bitter person will make decisions that will end up, we're, that's our second point, but we're going to go back and stay in the garden for a second. But what happened is so Satan tried to convince Eve, Eve, you know, God, uh, you know, he, uh, he wants to hold, withhold from you knowledge. Uh, if you take this fruit, you'll be like God. And here's the lie in that, they were already like God. It says that he created them in his image, in their likeness. And then he tried to say, hey, Eve, if you take this, you know, um, you have all these different uh, powers and so forth. In other words, the idea here is that she, he wanted to convince Eve that God was, with, was, was holding his love. But the truth of the matter is God already gave his whole love. Many of us in our lives, we're looking for joy. We're looking for peace. We're looking for love. And we think God is trying to withhold it from us. And even though sometimes the, the, the object of our bitterness might be a person, if you really drill down deep enough, the object of their bitterness logically has to go to God. Because God, you, brought, you allowed me to have this job. You, you knew about this marriage was a horrible idea. You didn't stop it. You knew you took my, 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 my child from me. How could you do such a thing, God? I have people who won't come, into, won't come into relationship with God today because they're still angry at God for something that they perceive that God caused. You know anybody like that? And, and maybe we suffer with that. Deep, we might hide it and not say it, but deep inside we might think, God, how could you do this to me? How could you withhold that from me? This is why it's so insidious. Bitterness, the root of bitterness, many different things. So, second, second uh, thing about bitterness is bitterness roots defile. Bitter roots defile. Look what it says. Lest any root of bitter, bitterness spring up and cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. And that word spring means to grow and produce, but it also means to, to produce quickly sometimes. Sometimes it could take years, 
And sometimes it could take overnight. You ever notice when you, sometimes in a garden, when it rains, certain things can grow up so fast? Where did that go from? Where did that come from? It's like out of nowhere, it just like poop pops up out of nowhere. This is what bitterness is like. So bitterness is very difficult to diagnose because it could take years or it could happen, spring up overnight in different ways. In many different ways. And that's why, you know, what are the out causes, outflows of bitterness? Well, we see anger for no reason. You know, just like, just like outbursts for no reason. And it, doesn't, it doesn't fit where it comes from. You ever hear that? You ever begin to get in an argument with someone, all of a sudden they freak out? And you're wondering, where did that come from? It's bitterness. It was in there. We didn't see it. Like the poison ivy. We didn't, we didn't see it. But this is really interesting. Um, springing up causes trouble and by this many, underline many so it's not just you that's bitter, a bitter person has to make everyone else bitter <laughs> a bitter person like my mom, she'll walk into a room and we'll all, we'll all get this, oh no it's always around the holidays too it's like, I want to have a good Christmas. I want to enjoy my turkey. I want to, you know, like sing Silent Night. But there is like bitter night. I mean, it just has to be an argument. There has to be some, some complaining. Go, well, why didn't I get the gravy on the turkey sauce? I'm, I'm just testing you. I want to make sure you're listening. Why didn't I get the gravy on the turkey? Why is this? Where's my mashed potatoes? This is too cold. This is too hot. <coughs> it's a bitter spirit that goes into us. And I pick up my mom. I, love, I have a great relationship with my mom. Mommy, if you're listening, I know I love you. We're just preaching here. <laughs> There's been a lot of healing. And I had to do a lot of repenting in my life. And even then... I, I, I recently, this week, was a, was a turn, was, is so, this week for me, and I'm being serious, I had to repent in my heart. It was very difficult for me to do that. It's easy to repent to God, it's hard to repent to humans, because they're one of us. And uh, I had to say, Mommy, uh, you know, all these years, I've, I, I've held a grudge against you because of how I was treated. And I, you know, I know, and she's from an abused background too. You know, it's really sad, guys. We're all just, just, just sick kids. Sick kids that need a dad to love us and to heal us and so forth. You know what that word defile means? It means stain. Not, not like, like stain in a shirt. In fact, uh, my wife says, of, uh, everywhere you go, you get stains. No matter where you go, you get a stain. I buy a new shirt, the next day I have a stain. I don't know where it comes from. That's how, that's how bitterness is, is like that. I'm being serious. I try to be clean. I try to be professional. When I used to, I had to wear a shirt and tie every day at work. Nope. I'll come home. Stain, 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 stain. <laughs> but, but we're like that in our hearts. The good news is that Jesus, Jesus can wipe away every stain. So two things I want to say about this. Uh, first, this idea of the many. 
It's very important because your children, if you have children, they watch exactly what you're doing. So I had to repent to my, not only to my mom, say, Mommy, I'm sorry that I, I react this way. I've been holding this grudge. And all it's been doing is hurting me too. Giving me, you know, there's things, there's physical manifestations of bitterness we're going to talk about. So, so I said, Mommy, you know, forgive me. And then I had to ask my son for forgiveness too. Because he became very bitter at me, my son. Because when we first started Oasis, I thought I was doing the right thing, but I left my family. I, I left everything. You know, my wife, my family, kids. I left my own health even to try, I thought, to do the right thing for God. And my son, over the years, my, my, my son Tim, became so bitter. And I didn't even know it until one day last year he just burst out and he says, Oasis destroyed my life. You destroyed my life. And he went off saying, and it destroyed lots of people's lives. And I'm thinking, boy, those are fighting words, boy. <laughs> Did you say, oh, wait, the work that I put into this church through God's help for 10 years destroyed your life? You see all the life change that goes on? You see all the things that we did in this church to help people, the poor, the hungry, the hurting, and you, you have the nerve to say that? And I went off on him. He's bigger than me, too. <laughs> but then I realized that I realized that the relationship issue was missing. I realized that I didn't come, I, I wasn't there for him. So he became bitter. And maybe it was justified that he had these feelings, but he shouldn't have got bitter. His reaction. Shouldn't have been that, but my reaction should have been always like, I'm open arms with you. So I had to ask him to forgive me. But that affected, bitterness ended up affecting in our church from one person. It affected our whole worship band about seven years ago. A cancer came in. Bitterness causes cancer, spiritual cancer, in a body, in a family. If you're wondering why your children aren't talking to you, it could be because of bitterness that you haven't dealt with. If you're wondering why you're walking around with like glum, because you have bitterness in your heart that you have not repented of. If you're wondering all these things, it's because of that. It's like dandelions. It's like, I have a picture of dandelions. It's like this. So, and here's the problem. We think we're addressing the issue, and I'm lazy, So, and I hate cutting grass. In fact, I, I don't understand people who cut grass. <laughs> you're going to be under that grass someday. <laughs> so why, why not just enjoy it while, while you can see it from, the, from, the, from up there, rather than six feet under. That's just my view. And I'm being silly, but I, that's how I, my wife will say, yes, she's telling the truth. And, and I had to repent to her. Where are you, Lydia? Where is she? Oh. I had to repent to her because I've been holding grudges against her. A lot of grudges. Like crazy grudges. Like I have, I have high expectations. <laughs> And as you can see, I deserve them. <laughs> right? 
And I said, Lydia, and I'm being, and I'm being serious. I'm being serious. And I said, Lydia, honey, I've been holding, I've been, I've been letting this fester. I've been allowing these roots to go down in my soul so deep that when I look at you, I can't even look at you sometimes. I'm just being honest. Can you take the realness today? Amen. I hope you're going to be reciprocal. Amen. Sometimes when I, when I see what you do and I don't like, it just makes me want to vomit. And I had to repent of that. And then I realized, gee, she doesn't notice that. And then she would come to me and say, are you angry at me? I go, no, of course not. I'm not angry at you. Of course I was angry at her. But it didn't come out like that. It came out in little subtle ways. Because don't forget, bitter roots are deceptive, right? You're not fooling anyone. You're certainly not fooling God. And then you're cheating yourself. And then it spreads to your own family or somewhere else. So I cut the lawn. I'm lazy. I cut the front lawn. And it's springtime. And I use the excuse that I'm allergic to grass. And I am allergic to grass. But, uh, and they're pretty dandelions, right? So they're not, I like them. You don't like them? So I cut the lawn. I cut the lawn. Well, when I did cut lawn. We, we hired someone recently. But, but when I did cut the lawn, I would cut them and go, great, no more dandelions. No more nagging. And then, a couple weeks later, the neighbor across the street comes to me, and he says, I have dandelions. Oh, oh, and this guy's a fanatic. He's one of those guys, it's like, I, I, think he's, I think he's like a little, his God is his lawn. He's like, he fertilizes, like, I don't know, it looks like 10 times a, a month. He's always after cutting little edges and stuff like that. It's, it's perfect. I mean, it's perfect. <laughs> and, and, and he probably thinks like this, this house, they're ruining the value of my house, having all these dandelions. So anyway, I cut the grass, they're all gone. A few weeks later, he comes over to my house, I go, hey, I have an issue with you. There's dandelions all over my lawn. And I said, so? <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> and he says, yes, it is your fault. What did you do with those things? I said, I mold them, I mold them over. They're gone. And he says, no, you idiot. <laughs> I was new at this. You have to cut it out by the roots. If you don't cut it out by the roots, right. it's going to grow back. Right. Many of us give cosmetic, uh, 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 spiritual things to our heart. We don't really address the root issue, right. which is repenting of bitterness in our heart. It all goes back to the first original sin. And so we allow that, it's just going to grow back. Addicts, we're going to talk about addiction in the next week or so. Addiction is all about, uh, you, if, if you don't address the root of addiction, you're going to end up, we were talking about this last week, uh, yesterday with my friend Steve, you're going to end up, it's going to grow back, but it might grow back in a different fruit, a different way. You have to address the, 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 the root cause of that, and you have to be totally honest with yourself, with the person that's offended, with God who you've been holding a grudge with all these years, but you're acting like you're not, but God knows, and you're not fooling anyone, you need to be totally honest because that's going to happen. And do you know that um, 
And that's the issue there. And do you know that um, it says here in the scripture, uh, the idea of, of it spreads all over. Look at this scripture right from Deuteronomy. This is the first time we see bitter fruit. Uh, so Jesus, God, God, Abba Daddy, and we have to close. I'll call the band up. Abba Daddy uh, promised the Israelites all these promises. Guys, I want to bless your socks off. I want to give you a life that you're going to be so happy, but I want you to obey me. But look what happened. But be careful, he says. Beware. Be careful. Beware that not a man or a woman or a clan or a tribe. You see how, how it can get, like, kind of spread around? Be careful that you don't turn away from the Lord your God and go and serve other gods. What's happening there? What, what, they're saying, what he's saying is there can come a point where you think you deserve better and you think that God is withholding from you. The Israelites will think they already have God Almighty. They saw all the amazing things he did. He, he split the Red Sea. He took them out of Egypt. He gave them the promised land. I gave him, he gave them all these things and there might come a day where you may think God's withholding and that you deserve better because after all, you're you. And God's saying, be careful. You might, you might depart from me. You might depart from your first love. You might depart from the source of real life, the source of everything because you might, in fact, just like Jacob and Esau, you might turn in eternal life, fall short of the grace of God, turn in all the benefits of what it means to be a believer for a stupid meal that's filled with poison. This is what he's saying here. So Jacob and Esau, why did, why did Paul bring up Esau in that, in that verse in uh, Hebrews? Go to that verse, Hebrews 12, 16 and 17. Because Esau was holding a grudge. They were both holding grudges against each other. And even to this day, the, 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 their ancestors, even to this day, the, the present day people, the Edomites, in the present day, of Jacob, Israel, and the Arabs, there's grudge holding going on. There's bitterness. You can trace that bitterness all the way back to here. Esau traded in his, he made a bad decision in bitterness. He traded in this amazing blessing for a meal. I don't want you to fall short of the grace of God. I don't want you to, to keep this bitterness. We're going to have a, a serious time, an opportunity time, and let's go on to the next slide quickly. Go on to those next slides, the solution here. There's one solution here. Please go to those next slides. Is we need to get rid of the bitterness in our hearts by addressing the root cause. The root cause is really pride and lack of repentance. And we need to address that and go to the next slide too, brother. We need to kill bitterness with compassion. What does those scriptures say? Get rid of all bitterness, but replace it with compassion. Replace it with forgiveness. Replace it, if you go back to the slide before that, replace it, look, with kindness, tenderheartedness, that's compassion. Forgiving one another just as God through Christ has forgiven. It's hard to forgive. Forgiving is not... Um, losing your head say oh that never happened forgive us in human way is giving up your right to take revenge on someone else you need to give that right up and that's what it is so let's do a little test here what are the signs that you're a bitter person today 
What are some of the slides? Let's go to the last things. Go up to those last slides, please. What are some of the signs? Go to the next slide. Ways to spot. Am I replaying the tapes? Are you replaying the wrongs done in your life? You may even be replaying it for your, your people, my nation. Well, I have a guy, a friend of mine who's from Albania, and he can't get over a war that happened 500 years ago. He's still playing that in his mind, and he hates those people, the other people. Are you playing all the hurts in your life over and over and over again? Then you're, then you're, you're holding bitterness in your heart. You need to do something with that. Second thing is this. Are you sick physically? Are you sick physically? Bitterness is well known. Bitterness causes, causes all types of maladies. High blood pressure, immune system issues, cancer. It, 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 it's, it's, if you're continually sick, you might, you might have a bitter heart. Last thing is this. Is your clan bigger? Meaning, do you come from a background where your family is bitter? Everyone's bitter, 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 bitter. Well, chances are you're part of the problem. And that's what it is. I have a, um, I have a little letter that I got. We have an online single site that give advice. And I'm going to close with that. So, there should be a... Uh, there should be something there, right? A little, a little something. I'll read it then if, if you don't have it. So the steps here are to be honest and to confess God our bitterness, then to go to the people that we've been bitter against and confess to them. Not to say that what they did was right, but to confess your part. You're responsible for your part. I got this online. We get well over 100,000 visits. I don't know if you know this, Oasis Church does, on our online single site. And she says this. It's a girl. Her name is Amy. She says, I'm so bitter at God and others and disappointed in myself. How can I ever feel good in this life with my past? Some of you feel like that? You feel you can't get over the past? She says... Me and my boyfriend, who I thought was a Christian and my best friend, had sex with me and then days later broke up with me. He took something so special from me. I don't think I could ever date again or find it in my heart to forgive him. The pain and guilt is eating me up inside, but I'm too scared and turned off to ever darken the door of a church again. Get this, after my pastor told me what a terrible sinner I am. So she's walking around with this bitterness. Some of us are walking around with this bitterness and we need to get honest with God. If you want healing, if you want to know true joy, if you want to move on from your past and stop going back to that, but want real healing in your life, you're going to have to take... Jesus died for you. He took the gall. He took the bitterness for you. We're going to have to come to the cross. So what I'm going to do is, I like us, who, if you need help a bit, I want Vince, we want to pray together. We want to confess together. And it's a healing thing. To, to just pour your heart out to God say God take my bitterness God heal my bitterness God 
I forgive that person or that place that, that did me wrong. God, give, I give it all to you. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for your love, for your heart. I thank you, Lord, for putting this in your scripture, letting us see how bitterness deceives and defiles and stains and destroys, but that you are the Lord, you want us spring cleaning. You want to clean our hearts out, Lord. You want to take up all this junk from the roots and just refill us with your love and healing. Lord, it's been so long where we've walked around depressed, sad, angry. Lord, I pray, Father, that you would give us the strength today to confess before you our sins and our bitterness. And Lord, I pray that you would just fill this place with your Holy Spirit right now. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to be up here, and we would love for you to come up. If you sense God leading you in this way, come up. Let it go. Let it go. You're holding on to bitterness. You need to let it go because it will destroy you. In Jesus' name, we're here.